guys, it is now that time here on the show at Latinos Out Loud where we interview someone amazing, 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 amazing. Okay, so get your passports ready. We're going on a world tour right now. She is fierce. She's adventurous. Una Dominicana. Hello. Happy International Women's Day again. Please put your hands together for the founder of Latinas World Traveler, Vanessa Fonder Adams. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Thank you. Wow. That's big. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be here and I am excited for what I'm, what I'm going to share wow. today. Hi, Vanessa. Well, first of all, since you are the founder of Latino World Travelers, where in the world are you right now? I'm actually in New Jersey. Oh, okay. Not so international, but... So exotic. Wow. <laughs> That's what's up. Rep in the tri-state area. Welcome to the show, Vanessa. I like Latino World Traveler. I like just the saying that. Okay, I want to say that now every time I go away. I'm like, I'm a Latino World Traveler. Yes, yes. What is your name? That's official, Jamie. Like, that's like mad points. Like, that sounds nice yeah. as an intro. It, it sounds important. It sounds important. It does. Well, Vanessa, first you got to tell our listeners a little bit about Latino World Travelers. What is it exactly? It's a community that I created five years ago um, as a group on Facebook with the goal to inspire Latinos to travel because I don't just want them to travel the world. I want them to experience the world. It's not the same to just go. Mm. You have to also interact with the locals, eat their food because you could easily go to a McDonald's, you know, in another country. But if you're not trying the paella, you know, it's not the same. <laughs> Mm, you know, and yeah. also to diversify the face of travel. I want to see more of me when I travel out there because very, very rarely I saw Latinos. I may see a Colombian or an Ecuadorian, but I'm Hispanics, Latinos from the U.S., I didn't see any. So I want to mm. change that. And that is my mission. Why do you think that is? Why? Why do you think Latinos are not traveling the way other races are? Or maybe are they there and we just, they're hiding, you know? They're like, That's true. We <laughs> they're like keeping to hide. themselves. We like to hide. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I created the community, I realized that Latinos are traveling and we actually spend $56 billion in travel wow. every year. Oh, yeah. But okay. when you look at the marketing, okay. you don't see Latinos in any marketing or advertising. So how is it that we are so disconnected where we're spending this money, but we are not yeah. even being seen? So mm. uh, one of the reasons may be because, one, uh, the lack of exposure um, by, other, by the people that are actually traveling. Maybe they're not sharing enough to inspire more people to travel. It could be also fear, fear of the unknown. We know that we travel a lot to our countries of origin, but yes. we don't necessarily venture out to other countries. Mm -hmm. So how can we change that? And one of the things that I did this year with the pandemic is, let me take advantage that we're at home and I started creating virtual travel parties where I invite Latinos who are already traveling and they share their experience mm -hmm. in a particular country in hopes that someone will see that episode and say, oh, if they made it, I can do it too. Mm. So we had someone who, been, who went to Madagascar, to Japan, to Serbia, countries that I would never th thought that Latinos were there, but they show us the ropes and we already have over 50 episodes. 
Wow. My goal is to cover all 195 countries. Wow. Different Latino. Do they show like their vacation photos? It's like, this was me with the logo. <laughs> I was swimming yes. with dolphins. Um, That's exactly what they do. They show you what they did, what cities they went to, how they got there, how did they prepare financially to be able to go there. Some people do it travel mm. hacking. I'm not sure if you know that term. But that's no, you- what's that? What's that? What is that? What is that? Yes. So uh, um, we're actually going to have a panel in the Latino Travel Fest about that. That is when you use your credit cards to buy uh, your vacation. So you go to the supermarket and you go to you spend gas money. So instead of buying it with your debit card or cash, you use your credit card and you earn points. Just doing Mm. the regular purchases that you will normally do. But you just use the credit card, you pay it off, of course, and you just accumulate those points. Slowly but surely, you can pay off an entire trip just by doing that. The regular purchases that you are doing. And there are also many other ways. You can complete surveys. You can use um, these websites that allow you to, uh, that are shopping portals. If you're going to go buy gifts at Macy's, for example, you go through the shopping portal and you earn points by shopping through there. You're still purchasing at Macy's, but you're earning points too. Mm. Yeah. Even to Airbnb. How many of you have booked Airbnbs? Of course. That's all I do now. And did you know you can get Delta miles for that? No. For every dollar that you spend? No. Mm. Exactly. So that's travel hacking. Finding those ways to earn those points here and there with the normal things that you do. And this way, you don't have to pay for travel. It's, you can buy flights with those points. You can buy pay for hotels. And you're technically traveling for free. Mm. All right, Vanessa, I got to text you when Clap. I'm in this situation. I'm going to <laughs> be like, what did Vanessa say about this traveling app? I need to know. Yeah. It's so crazy. I love going to restaurants. And I don't know if you've heard of Open Table. Open yes. Table. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For reservations. Yeah. So whenever you're going to a restaurant, you're going to go anyhow. Just book a reservation. You earn 100 points. When you have 4,000 points, that pays for a night in a hotel. I just booked my whole vacation to Guatemala for April, just with those points. To Open Table? Open Table, yes. They give you, they give you, you can redeem it in kayak. So why not? Vanessa, um, Jamie's a big foodie, so you got to give him some tips on the open table. Yeah, this is your chance. They even have <laughs> restaurants for a thousand points. So with four of those restaurants, you already have a free night. Oh, snap. And look at that. <laughs> yeah, you just wow, got to awesome. hack the system and get your points. And this way you travel for free. Wow. Now, how do you find the people that speak in the, do, do they find you or are you like actively searching for potential uh speakers i actively search i've actually been okay. saving them you know how you save posts in your instagram yeah i've been creating folders for like about two years and saving them there and i'm like i know i will need this person for some time Wow. <laughs> so I, I call them the um uh, festival speakers and i save them there and when the time came i just contacted each one of them and i have over 50 speakers already for this festival. Wow. That's awesome. That is wonderful. I just feel like there's so many things you can do with that arsenal of Latino world travelers, books, 
you know, films, documentaries, just sharing perspectives of these people and their travels. That fascinates me just, you know, hearing about it. But I want to talk about this Latino Travel Fest that you mentioned earlier, because that's mm -hmm. happening soon, right? Yes, that is happening on March 20th and 21st. So it's a conference for Latinos who love to travel and also for those who want to get started in that journey mm. of traveling. So we have 16 panels and the 16 panels cover many different topics, including how to travel with children. So we have, uh, for example, a mom that she travels the world uh, with her children and she homeschools through the world. Wow. Instead of going to a physical school, she homeschools them in that country. You could do that? Yes. That sounds like a parent hack. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my God, hashtag goals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, that festival sounds amazing. And let me tell you something that it just, it, it made me uh, think of uh, something when you just said that. I went to South Africa and Zimbabwe a few years ago and did the safari thing. And um, there were a lot of travelers around my age. There were older travelers. You meet so many different kinds of people on your travels. There was one lady in her 80s. And I'm like, you go, mama, for coming all the way from the U.S. to Zimbabwe and South Africa. She goes, I was diagnosed with cancer, and this is something that I've always wanted to do, and I'm here now. And um, I saw some parent, like, you know, parents with kids, and I'm just like, wow, that's incredible. Instead of taking your child to the Bronx Zoo to learn about wildlife, you're taking them to these animals' natural habitat. Now, as someone who cannot afford that, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm not jealous, but I'm envious because what an experience for a child to actually see giraffes and zebra and orangutan in their natural habitat and not in some man-made habitat. So I, I give props to that woman who's like homeschooling on tour. That's freaking amazing. Yes. And and the thing is, that is what we have to do as a community, expose our children at an earlier age so they can grow up being exposed to these things. I started as a high school teacher traveling with my students and I traveled with them to China, Greece, France, Ireland, Spain, Morocco. Wow. And it was high school students. So I'm like, wait a minute. My teachers never did that to, with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we went to like little Italy, but not like real Italy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah our future was like the Chinatown, but like downtown. Dang. Not like the actual China. So, and I will I host fundraisings to raise funds for the students. So, you know, you have to do certain things to make sure that you expose the kids because it's not the same having a book than to live through it. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also being, I mean, specifically in New York, New Yorkers are very much like, we, you know, there's a lot of New Yorkers that don't leave New York. They're afraid to leave New York. And they think everything, no, there's nothing past, like New York is the world and everything else is not, you know, so, and, you know, do you, do you encounter a lot of these people that are just kind of like set in their ways that are, that just, you know, maybe they could afford it, but they just don't feel like that's not their thing. I've definitely encountered those. And that's when I started hosting uh, group trips for adults. Because sometimes it's, they, they are scared to venture on their own. So if mm, we have yeah. a group, come with us. You know, 
then you're not gonna feel yeah. as fearful because you're gonna be in your comfort zone with a group of Latinos that you know speak your language with an expert like me who's gonna show you the ropes, yes. you know. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> yes, you just have to convince them somehow to at least sign up, and then they will never regret it. None of those mm. people that came on the trip regretted it. So they just need that person that's gonna push them to that next step. And that's why I'm creating this because Latino World Travelers is a movement so we can inspire as many people as possible. Oof. And some of the things, they don't have money. That could be a possible reason. Yes, it is for many of, for many Latinos, yeah. it is true. So that's why one of the workshops that we're hosting is how to budget your money. Yes, that's I was gonna ask you about that. So you can make travel part of your lifestyle because it's also about the choices that you make. Yeah, you could easily go and buy the next Jordans or you could say, you know what? That's like a hundred and something dollars that I could put to my next flight, even if it's to the Caribbean or something. You could go to the country where they make the Jordans. Exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you can also fly to Jordan. I'm just saying. The Jordan, yeah. The Jordan, the country. No, you know, I almost got stuck in Jordan in the pandemic. What? When they closed Europe. <laughs> Yes. Oh, I was there when they closed Europe. So, well, actually, we almost got stuck in Toronto. We were there, like yeah. crossing the border as they closed it. We were like, uh, we should probably, you know, put our pedal to the metal a little more. Um, but that was our last uh, sketch comedy show with Room 28. We performed a year ago, probably today. Yeah, I think it was yeah. March 8th and March 9th that we were out there for two nights performing in Toronto. Yo, I feel like, you know, just to talk about budgeting and disposable income a little bit more, um, I feel like, and you know, tell me if I'm wrong, there might be a stigma around travel that it's really just for luxury and getting away. I can just speak from experience, like every big trip I've taken or even trips back to the motherland, I've walked away with just an immense education on whatever it was that I went to see, mm. you know, whatever it was that I ventured out to see. Cause to your point earlier, Vanessa, I know a lot of people in my family, they live, they love that resort life. You know what I'm saying? They go to Punta Cana in DR and they're on the resort from like start to finish, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry, but you're not going to walk away with, much of an education or you know a different kind of experience but i'm not knocking that because some people just want that they want the tropics the motherland a pool and presidente on tap you know <laughs> that's i am not knocking on that because that's nice but like why is is there that stigma do you agree with that and like what um other than latino world travels like what can we do to shift that and make travel more alluring and more part of an experience than just something to spend your disposable income on? Mm -hmm. Well, there is definitely that statement because it is actually true. <laughs> I know too many <laughs> Latinos who actually just do that. But my goal is to change that mindset by showing them people who look like them doing these experiences. Because it's not the same if you're looking at people who don't look like you doing those experiences. True that. Than if you look at another person, let's say a Dominican uh, person says like, wow, it's a Dominicanita. She went to, to uh, China? Yes. How did she do it? Let me ask her. That's totally different than if you're asking someone who you don't 
you know, you cannot, you cannot identify yourself with. Yeah. Cause then you could ask them like, so, do, you know, is there going to be a language barrier yes. and this and that? And it, it's more personal coming from someone that. Yeah. They don't understand your perspective, your background, where you come from to understand how you're going to be when you're there or, you know, but at the same time, traveling is a journey for you to get to know who you are. And, and that's yes. why I want to inspire people because it's, it's not just about being in your bubble. It's about learning about the world, about learning other cultures, other people, and from there learning who you are, you know, and sharing who you are to other people. Because too many mm. times I went to countries and they didn't even know where the Dominican Republic was. <laughs> so I had to teach them, oh, mira, this is the map. This is where it is. So it's an exchange of culture. It's not just learning about them, but them learning about you too. Right? Mm. Something else I want to point out about like world travels and why we need groups and conferences like yours, Vanessa, is that a lot of the countries, and I'll just speak from experience, a lot of the countries that I visited have some kind of Latino or Spanish tradition and, and cultural epicenter. So, for example, when I went to Egypt, I, I had no idea I was going to encounter this, but we were in Sharm el-Sheikh, which is on the Red Sea. And there was a cluster of salsa clubs. What? I swear to God. <laughs> I, I said to my girlfriend who I was traveling with, I was like, do you hear salsa playing? And she's like, no way. No way. So we walked down the road and there was this hill and it led to a whole strip of Egyptian salsa clubs. So you saw like an Egyptian Mark Anthony. And they got down. <laughs> I mean, they didn't know what we were about. When we walked in, we cleared the dance floor. We were just like, it's time to go to school, you know, but like, no, I'm just kidding. It was wonderful. And I know that these exist. Like, um, I, I have a trip on hold now to go to Israel with a wonderful nonprofit organization called Fuente Latina. And they want to send me there just to cover the like Latino and Spanish speaking um, scene, because apparently there's not only a music scene out there, but also a comedy. So I'm just I guess my question is like, how else can we, you know, move the needle on that and also communicate to one another and learn about these clusters or these cultural epicenters where our language is spoken or our music is played? Well, one of the way is teaching them also how to plan for their trips, because a lot of them struggle with where do I even get started? Yeah. That is a major deterrent. Mm. Like, what, where do I even start? So that's why sometimes they don't want to plan. That's why they book those resorts because everything is just there. They don't need to plan. So by giving them those tools wow. of like, look, these are the places you can go in these countries. This is how this person made it happen. You can follow the same exact schedule that they created, or you can add things here and there. One of the things that I personally do when I want to travel to a country is I look up a hashtag. They say, I'm going to, like you say, Egypt. I, I look up, visit Egypt, and I see what comes up. And based on the pictures that come up, I'm like, oh, I want a picture right there, too. And I look places like that. So, like, hashtag walk like an Egyptian and see what pops up. <laughs> you have to find what are you passionate about, then look for that. My trips are around food. So, I eat my way through countries. Yeah, yeah Jamie. And I like to try weird things. Ostrich. Shark, whale. What? 
I treat alligator. I try everything and anything. Cricket. Wow. Everything that, that a country has. Even reindeer. Wow. <laughs> reindeer? When you went to the North Pole? I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm eating Rudolph. <laughs> Vanessa, what would Santa say, honestly? Come on. I'm a bad girl, naughty girl. <laughs> You're on the naughty list. Once you find out what it is that you like, then you go from country yeah. to country and you see those things. If you like to drink and you want to try all the cocktails around the world, then go to different countries and say, oh, let me see what's the cocktail of this country. Mm-hmm. And do it that way. Just find one thing that sparks your interest and they go from there. I went on a trip to Australia. I don't even know how to swim. And I went to the barrier reef because I wanted to dive. Because I'm like, who comes to Australia and doesn't dive? You have to. And I did it. Even if I don't know how to swim. I have such a funny story about the Great Barrier Reef. Um, you might not think it's funny now. I just hyped it up. But okay. Um, I told you guys earlier, I have this like nerdy goal of mine that I'm going to share on this podcast is that by the time I'm 50, I want to see 10 wonders of the world. And they could be man-made wonders or natural wonders of the world. There's different lists. Look them up. So... And by the way, I think the the World Heritage Organization changes the lists from time to time. So they'll add a wonder or delete a wonder. But all right, you get it. So we were we went to Australia, two girlfriends and, and myself, and one of the trip stops on the itinerary, as per somebody's suggestion, was to do a semi-submersive tour in the Great Barrier Reef. Now, you guys, I'm going to ask you a question. When you hear the term semi-submersive, what do you think that means, mm. Semi? Up the body? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, maybe put your foot on, in the water or Wait. something, but not the whole okay. body. Okay, yeah. okay. I like it. But you do, it sounds like you're going to get wet, right? So, right. before we went on the semi-submersible thing, whatever it's called, they gave us these wetsuits, but we weren't sure what to do with them. Like, it was a whole day outing. So, I, I saw on the itinerary, okay, so next is this semi-submersive <laughs> tour, so we should put on our wetsuits and show up, and then, you know, we'll, we'll do this. So, we put on these wetsuits, which, by the way, are not flattering. They give you swamp ass, like, as soon as you put it on. Oh, wow. They're not flattering. They're not cute. I felt like like it's Aquaman-y. Like you just, you're, you know, it's head to toe. And um, we show up to this lunch outing on the semi-submersive thing. And everybody's in their clothes. Like regular clothes, like <laughs> dining clothes, like pearls and like beautiful. And the three of us walk in like a bunch of freaking wetsuit morons <laughs> to this event. Um, it was just very awkward. So anyway, a semi-submersive tour is not, is is you're in a, a submarine that is semi-submersed in the water, but you yourself are not submersed. So we had to sit through that whole dining experience where people were getting like courses of, of meals, you know, served in freaking wetsuits in swamp ass. <laughs> in a submarine? In a submarine, yeah. Damn. So people looked wow. at us like, we are, are they performers of some sort? Like, are they gonna do some sort of come along? Where'd you keep your wallets to pay for the food and the, you know, the swimsuits? It's like, wait, how did I, uh, I left my wallet in my regular clothes. I don't have a pocket in the swimsuit. It was an all-inclusive type deal. So we just, you know, you didn't have to bring anything anywhere. But like, yeah, it was very awkward for an hour eating in those wetsuits with people staring at us and our swamp asses. (laughs) That's something that would never, that's something that would not fly now, right? (laughs) Like being, you don't want to be submersed with people now, nowadays, which which leads me to the question, Vanessa, 
what is, you know, we're in a different time now, right? You know, everything's changed this last year and I'm traveling is, is something that, um, is scary for a lot of people now, even more than before. So what do you, what's the travel industry's future? Like, well, going things forward? are definitely opening up. Like there are a lot of countries that are opening up already and have very little restrictions for you to be able to go. Uh, for example, I'm going to Guatemala uh, at the first week of April, and they don't have any requirements to go in just for you to fill up a form. And then for you to come back to the United States, you take a PCR test. Um, so there is not really a lot of, uh, there are not really a lot of requirements right now, but I will highly recommend to people, if you are still hesitant about traveling internationally, definitely travel domestically because you can just mm. rent a car or hop in your own car. And this is the states. The states are so beautiful. I've been to 33 states and my goal is to visit all 50. Nice. And each one is so different. So definitely tap into visiting your surrounding areas because you can find so many gems. It, this country is beautiful. I love the United States. And trust me, travel within the United States, Idaho, oh my God, Idaho is gorgeous. Mm. Yes. Idaho, yeah, and the potatoes are great. It was amazing when I passed through there. I, I did a cross-country trip in the summer in the middle of the pandemic <laughs> from California all the way to New Jersey. <laughs> Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. So did you do the um, the Grand Canyon? That's like a big deal that everybody wants to see before they... That's, no, because I went through the northern area. Oh, Yeah. okay. But have you ever been to the Grand Canyon? I haven't been to the Grand Canyon yet, no. Okay, so that's something you got to do, right? But of course, it's, it's on my list. Yeah, I need yeah. to get on a helicopter, you know. <laughs> And see that stuff. Yeah, it's on my list too. It's on the on the uh, natural wonders of the world list. Just so you know. Ah, I see. It's a world heritage site. Mm -hmm. I was saying before the show, I'm like, we we need a budget so Rachel can see all the natural wonders of the show of the show of the world. <laughs> <laughs> but we can make it a segment on the show. You know what I mean? We just need like a bigger budget. So you know, hopefully that you know we'll get to that point and just send Rachel off to all her <laughs> natural wonders. And in the meantime, they also have a lot of virtual events that are related to travel. Mm. So join those events so you can travel from the comfort of your home. I mean, you can go to a cooking class. We hosted a Pakistani cooking class, mm. for example. We had Ooh, a champeta okay. dance class, the, the dance that Shakira did at the Super Bowl. Because I'm like, sometimes to experience a culture, don't, you don't have to leave your house. You know? Yeah. So those are things you can do. Uh, this is all so incredible. And I'm so glad you came on the show to inform our listeners and us. But now please tell them how they can find more information, where how they can attend the Travel Fest. Please just drop all the info. Yes. So the Travel Fest, just go to our website, www.latinotravelfest.com. And also follow us on our Instagram page, Latino World Travelers. And we have a Facebook group. Definitely join our group because you can ask any question about anything. And there is always going to be someone to answer to you. I've been there. I recommend you do this. Go here. So this the group is an amazing place uh, for you to ask any questions that you want to ask. And the festival is going to have 16 panels of all different kinds of topics. And we're also wow. going to have five cultural activities. So we have, for example, uh, Chef Adriana Urbina, who's, who won um, Chopped four times she won the championship four times and she's gonna be teaching Ooh. us how to make leche de tigre ceviche from venezuela wow authentic that's authentic you know and we're gonna have a wine tasting class 
Uh, we're going to have um, a salsa dancing class. We're going to have a mixology class also with a mixologist. So we're going to have so many things those two days that you are going to be super informed and ready to go. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. That's so exciting. Thank you. Please, one time for Vanessa Fonder Adams, people. Let's go. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah.